You're listening to the MC Vocal Fry Podcast, your weekly dash of voice science, pedagogy, and pop culture, coming to you from the campus of Mississippi College in Clinton, Mississippi. Right, so let's start there. So we had a good week. Yeah. We had a full week of data collection, which means that we had two subjects get all their data taken. Yay! We had uh, two subjects. This is already great starting practice for us, making sure that we don't say people's names, mm-hmm. folks. I did. I did that very intentionally. Um, and we had very f- good fortune with those two individuals who got all their data in. Mm-hmm. We had them show up all four days, and we have a full set of data for both of them. We had one individual had a little bit of a stomach issue on monday glad they didn't come glad they didn't try to come with a stomach bug would have been um, very upset if i in, had started throwing in up in fact week. we will not be able to take their data next week which Ooh. is of course labor day when you're listening to this because next monday is labor day we have a three-day weekend this weekend yay three-day weekend you all have big plans for the holiday nope i'm gonna drive to memphis this afternoon and come back to tomorrow evening so are you two both going or just you just me oh. um yeah he has a lot of work to catch up on and while i'm there like i'm gonna go and do breakfast tomorrow morning with my friends and stuff and so he would have felt fairly i don't know what's so extraneous oh. <laughs> anyway left out extraneous yeah. that was such a that was such a large word to describe your husband on a friday morning <laughs> He's extraneous. He is pretty extraneous. Oh, boy. Just, you know, <laughs> at his best. Oh, my. <laughs> so, let's talk about our week of data collection. What was it like? Uh, what did, This is your first time both doing any data collection with subjects. What yeah. were our impressions just out of out of the gate? What did we think? Um, well, especially with the way we're doing it, like where they're watching the videos, there's a lot of time where I just feel very awkward, like just... Oh gosh, what do I do? Like the first day, oh, she I didn't made the mistake phone. of not having my phone with me when he started the 10 minute video. And so I'm just sitting there staring at the wall like, this is a nice wall. Look at that picture. Of <laughs> she the did. Eiffel she sat Tower. here, right here, and just looked at the wall yeah, for I 10 minutes. It was very things. uncomfortable. I just organized my thoughts. I was like, what am I going to do this weekend? I should go to Memphis this weekend and I'll do this and I need to send this email and I need to talk to this person. Like it was a very productive 10 minutes in my head, but also very boring. Very boring. Yeah. Every other day she had her phone. Oh yeah. Didn't make that mistake again. Mm-hmm. Uh, wait, you were here Tuesday, right? Yes. Or Wednesday. Tuesday. Tuesday. So you were here for the day of silence. Yes. That had to be even more awkward. No, because no, no, no. they just put their phones on and... And me and Perna talked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, because we talk. can talk and whatever. It's just them that we're asking to sit there and they can certainly doodle on their phone. So, I mean... It's not like we're asking them to sit there and meditate for 10 minutes. Please stare at now this wall jo- for now the next en- 10 minutes. <laughs> now enjoy your 10-minute meditation video. No, we're not doing that. Um, Could have been interesting. There's yeah. your next study, the effects of meditation on no, voice. No, nope, no desire. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> I, I, in the immortal words of Johann Sundberg, you have to research something that you enjoy. Wouldn't enjoy that. I'm out. Perna out. 
Y'all have at it. <laughs> Somebody's probably already done it. Probably. Uh, I don't know, like, having spent a lot of time on the internet just, like, typing words into the Music Index database to see what sort of research has been done, it is shocking what research hasn't been done, if you were curious about that. Yeah, that's probably not the best place to look for voice well, it, it pulled up like, I mean, that pulls up Journal of Voice, Journal of Singing. It even Music pulled, Index does? Yeah, it even pulled up articles from uh, an acoustics journal, which I thought was really cool. Jazza? I don't remember. It was probably Jazza. Like, I just was reading through, read through titles. If a title seemed like it might be interesting, I would go and read an abstract. Occasionally, I would make it to the actual journal article. Jazz is the journal of the Acoustical Society of America, by the way. For, that sounds right. For that, you that podcast audiences who I use like acronyms and then don't say what they are because yes. that's rude. Um, and I don't, I don't <laughs> wish to be rude. Uh, <laughs> these two had their sets of topics due to me today for research and graduate research and writing. Yeah. So Have you I, read them yet? I, yeah, have have you been I, re- I have not looked at a single reading one. reading them as they came in has been as they... Yeah, whatever. Has been They're very set up as a for, just so you, everyone who's listening knows it's set up as a forum on an online course, and so everybody gets informed of everybody's. So, well, and it's really interesting to see like, yeah, there's lots of good topics. People, yeah, things that I was like, I didn't even think of that. But then occasionally I'd be like, oh my gosh, I almost considered that. Like somebody um, said they wanted to research the. J- Jews during the Holocaust and their music production and stuff. And that was actually something I l- considered and like kind of briefly looked at and then moved on from it. And I was like, that's crazy. What are the chances? And then some things I was like, I never would have thought to research that. But like, that's super cool. Um, Indeed. Indeed. Fascinating. Yeah, that, I'll that, be interested to hear some of. Well, yeah, well, what I'll do is I'll go on and I'll comment on which topics I think are the most doable for this class mm-hmm. or most doable in a short amount of time. That's that's sort of my that's sort of the this, this is just the beginning, <laughs> <laughs> the beginning of the beginning of the beginning of that. Uh, so I did. By the way, you need to get the bell and ring it every time I say so. It's right here. Every line. time I say so anyway, you need to ring the bell because Why? listening to last week's anyway. last week's episode was horrible for me. I sounded like a valley girl or something. I say like way too much and I hate myself. Well, I you and, and I, I both say literally way too much. Oops. Uh, it's very Chris Traeger. It is <laughs> literally the best. I can't help it. So many things are literal in my life. <laughs> or factual. Or real, but I did do a very, 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 very quick, probably inaccurate. So we're not, this is not like. These are not our findings. This is not analyzed data. This was part of doing very, very, very fast data analysis yesterday of one subject for the week. Uh, Okay. And so this is not reliable, but it is, it gives us a conversation point um one interesting thing that i found was that the very first day the very first time that individual had a lower spl 
on the very first set of PAS data. SPL, PAS. Sound. What do those letters mean? Sound, <laughs> sound pressure level mm-hmm. in decibels mm-hmm. um, by about 2 dB. Uh, and 2 dB when you're in the 90s, I mean, is is a significant, bec- especially because the rest of the data was all 93 or 94, basically for the rest of the week, whether it was pre or post. The rest of the data were fairly consistent in terms of decibel level. Do you think it was just using the PAS? Well, the that's an interesting thing. I, I, I'm very interested to see if if that 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 might hold true for everybody in that first using of the PAS that their decibels are just lower. Yeah. That they're just not used to singing like, into a mask this? and they're like, it's what is weird this? Because you you kind of hear yourself, but it's distorted. Yeah. And it's just like sucking the all of your air just like right. Yeah. Right for those of you who have never sung happening. into a flow mask uh, of any kind, it, it it is it is an interesting it's a different experience than singing into an open room. Well, and it's funny because once you get used to it, like, I don't even think about it anymore. Like, I Correct. Just do it and you're just kind of like, oh, this. Well, and it's, and I mean, I only got to come one day this week, but it was already just so interesting to me just watching the readings on the computer and just yes. listening and it just already like. Ugh, I said like, um, do you want me to ding the bell for you? No, no, no that's be. too many dings. That's for me when I say so. <laughs> Um, you said so anyway. Oh, I'm supposed okay. to ding it when you say so Sorry. anyway. Go on. Just things that you kind of grow up hearing about the relationship between breath and pitch and just being turned like, I mean, just watching it. Is well, like, that's not even necessarily accurate. One of the interesting things about using, you know, so. Are you going to say anyway? Because I'll ding. In the literature, when people have used laryngeal airway resistance, it has typically been done with subjects. I don't know that they've given them a specific frequency. Like we've done? Correct. Okay. Interesting. I think some studies have, but some others have not. And... A frequency should, in any voice, have somewhat close to the same level of subglottic pressure because that's the... Like, for example, just in general, in subglottic pressure in the singing voice, if you go up an octave, the subglottal pressure essentially needs to double. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay. that's not... that's It won't be exact, yeah. you know, because you can vary your subglottal pressure on a pitch or else what we were doing is pointless. At the same time, the subglottal pressure will be around the same thing in centimeters of water squared across that subject's entire data set. Um, And so what we're really more interested in comparing it to is the airflow. Mm-hmm. Uh that was interesting because I wasn't watching the screen while they were doing it. Yeah, it's interesting. Well, and just what I was hearing too, and just I don't know. I don't want to say too much, and because yeah. we, yeah. we only had a few sure, subjects. Sure, 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 sure. Out of the two people I watched <laughs> this week. Oh, you mean like perceptually to what their voice sort of sounded like, and and and, and that kind of thing, even. Yeah. Yes, that was and just very because I think we all we've talked about this before. Um. 
breath and breathing just gets like elevated. It, yeah, and it's what we throw it's like our scapegoat, our whipping boy for like anything <laughs> that's going wrong. Yep. And the voice is yeah. breath and it's you can just see on the when you're looking at the screen like that's not necessarily true True at all so exactly exactly it's just interesting to see that in an actual like quantitative you know numbers facts (laughs) well and i mean of course you know in the context of this we're not giving them any instruction in terms of like how to sing in, in regards to this yeah we're not telling them to take a singer's breath we're not even telling them to do the pa 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 as if it was their performance voice. Yeah, yeah, it's just whatever it comes it's out. Just, it's just here's Same. a frequency. Do go. pa 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 at about this tempo. Go. Yeah, you know, like they was... could be belting. They could be. Well, it's such a low pitch. They probably that probably won't happen. Yeah, but but the point is, we're we're not right. telling them anything. No, no, they're yeah. We're just it's just go. Yeah. Did y'all notice Whatever that kind of consistently they're like the tempo at which they did the pawpaws, like it shifted between the every time the pre and post? Because I felt like with both the people we had this week, they would do the pre pawpaws faster than the post. And I, I did, did not. I notice just thought that, that was. Weird. I didn't notice that. I I, but I'm also sitting there staring at the screen, like waiting, for, like kind yeah, of yeah, yeah, on yeah. edge, waiting for them to like stop so I can make sure I. Pause hit the it. space bar. Yeah, hit space bar really fast because that totally matters. Yeah, I'm sorry. We didn't, you know, in our reintroduction of every, last week, we talked about the screening, but we didn't actually talk about the data collection itself. Did we not? No, because, you know, I'm just thinking well, back to old podcast days when we had talked about all this so garbage. So much. Because we're um, like, yeah, this is going to come. Well, it'll be a month now, but like we should still go ahead and talk so, about it. So everything. since we have a full week in and we've been talking about it, let, let's fill our audience in on what the four days were. So let, let, let so so obviously last week we talked about the screening and that's the first step that they do just to confirm normal anatomy and tissue and we do the first perceptual analysis of their voice, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> then they come in and see us for four days in a row and what happens? Well, first things first, like every day we have them get the PAS, it's the mask, all that. I do think we kind of touched on what Which measures subglottic pressure. It measures airflow. airflow. It measures um, a bunch of different things. But we're using a protocol in the PAS software called voicing efficiency. Um, and, and, take, and we're specifically sort of looking at sound pressure level, which I mentioned. And we're looking at airflow, mm-hmm. mean airflow in the peaks. And then we're also looking at mean subglottal pressure in the pressure peaks. But we have them take the mask and they just say pa, pa, pa at a pitch. We give them around 12 times. We do that three times to get the measurements. And then we have them every day they do a different thing. And I guess we can talk about that in a second. And then we have them do the exact same thing with the PAS afterwards just so that we get the measurements. Yeah. So what are, the, what are the four limiting tasks, Leah? So Monday is just... A normal warm-up. It's a, yeah. it's a traditional singing warm-up. And they all will watch the same thing every day. It's a video that has been... So, I mean, they're doing the exact same thing. Every subject is doing the exact same thing. Well, we have four different keys. Well, right. Yeah. We have a high high treble warm-up, a low treble warm-up, a, a high male, a high, you know, sort of bass warm-up, well, and a those, tenor, and a low 
we both in the same ex- same type of yeah, yeah same exercises and same like length of time because we mm-hmm. we timed when we were making the videos how long he spent on each exercise yeah right so that each video comes out i think those videos are, are all they're almost all identically 10 minutes crazy mm. um and then tuesday is just silence no <laughs> warm-up no we manipulation have them sit there play on their phone just not talk yeah um uh Wait, what day am I on? <laughs> what Wednesday? day is next? Wednesday. Wednesday. Um, Wednesday, which is that the first? Mm-hmm. That's manipulation only. Just that. Manipulation only. So just self massage. They watch a video instructing them. We have one that's that Sarah is the video. person <laughs> demonstrating, and I'm narrating, and then we have one that I'm demonstrating, and that she's narrating. And I don't know which is more uncomfortable, to be completely honest. Because we did both this week, one with each subject, and uh, they're they, both pretty uncomfortable. In their own <laughs> and also, way. we have a new. Hashtag always breathing always Abba. Hashtag Hashtag Wakanda forever. Abba. You gotta say Abba. Um, Abba Wakanda forever. Yeah. Uh, is our is my new thing. Uh, it, it just seems like the thing to say after you say always you breathing always. No, you don't understand how yeah. many times you weren't there for either of the manipulation days. We, we say always be breathing always. Or just just keep breathing. Make sure you're breathing. Always and, be breathing. And we say it so Why many times. Not be breathing. I mean, it's gotta it's be. You laugh at that, but the reason we said it is because, like, as you're doing these things, you'll realize, oh, I'm not breathing because you're sitting there, you know, touching your neck. Like, literally, you have your fingers. (sighs) Ding! Really, truly, actually, you you (laughs) actually have your fingers, like, grasping your larynx. And, like, I think it's just a natural reaction. Like, you hold your breath almost like a, I don't want to mess anything up. I don't want to hurt myself. And... Or you're sitting there pressing down on your chest, looking up. And when your neck's extended like that, like breathing is yeah. weird and you're not doing it as much. I feel you. Like it was just. Strength weird. coaches do this all the time. So do yoga instructors. Yeah, I get that. I mean, they're constantly reminding like their, you know, classes to be, you know, remembering about their breath and being calm. I mean, well, I guess yoga is maybe a bad example because like yoga is all about like, all focusing breathing. on your breathing. How you breathe. Um, you breathe. But, but we just, we say it so many times. Mm-hmm. Um, that it just felt like Chadwick Boseman having to say Wakanda forever, like (laughs) all the time. Sorry, I had to tell a quick story. (laughs) Oh no, let's finish Thursday. Let's finish Thursday. And then Thursday is both a warm up and manipulation. Except we're doing manipulation and then a warm up. Okay. I think an interesting follow up, and I'm claiming it here on the podcast so that no one else has the rights to. This is he's planting his flag. (laughs) That I think we should just do if we get decent results, and it seems as if this is a thing. I think we then need to do a follow up with just a few people and have them do manipulation first and then sing and then have them sing first and then manipulate and then a third day where we have them manipulate sing and then manipulate oh oh, we had tagged on a third day since yesterday or sing and then manipulate and then sing like something but but like we could even (laughs) we could even pilot that just ourselves that's true. See if it's even worth, like, is there really any difference? Right. I mean, just for, like, a poster presentation and, like, just pilot it ourselves and just get it out that there. That um, We might want to consider like just... this is my idea of fun now. <laughs> we, we might just want to whip through that to, like, maybe do a poster for Voice Foundation that as well um, as sort of a follow-up just because I think that um, that's not worthy of a paper unless we're going to do a bigger subject pool, but... Uh, it is worth having an idea of if that's maybe worth looking at as well. Um, And the reality is we're not going to know for a number of weeks whether we're really sort of... Well, here's the bottom line with research. The bottom line with research is a null finding is still data. 
Mm-hmm. You know, a null finding is a finding. And, mm-hmm. and you know, finding out that something didn't work is great because... That's almost more definitive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, science doesn't define things. Science is a process. But, but I think the point is that you know, uh, a no result is still a result. And, and that's, that's so important to remember, uh, especially because then we could maybe move on to something else. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, and one of the things that could so be interesting at the end of this and, and why I'm really glad that we are, okay, so at the end of our days, then we're having them record the Cape V sentences oh, yes. and do the Cape V tasks again. I'm very interested to see how the ratings, the perceptual ratings compare to the data. That'll be interesting. It's funny. I I enjoyed hearing, because, you know, they do the ah and the e. It was funny to me to hear what pitch they both picked for Yeah, it that. was very, very interesting day to day. Yeah, because I was just like, oh, I don't know. It was, just, it was just funny to me. You know, one thing that we're going to deal with, because obviously if someone gets, you know, actually sick in the middle of a week, we're going to have to postpone them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But if someone just comes in a little post-nasal drippy from allergies. It's me we're going to take their data. Yeah. I mean, and that is interesting to me to see how that could affect. Will we make a note of that? Like, no, uh -uh. it's also interesting to me just sort of hypothetically, like what the mood of someone could do to their data in a given yeah, day. Yeah, that's true. Or how much sleep you got. Or how much sleep you got. You know, that might have been a good thing. Actually, we should have probably asked them. That how would have been a today? that would have been a good sur- no no a good <laughs> survey question might have been how many hours of sleep did you get last night? Mm-hmm. Um, that's something I should have thought of because that would have been a good thing to have. Anyway, I said anyway, but I didn't say but you so didn't say anyway. So anyway so yeah by the way i did <laughs> listen to the podcast from last week this morning our audio is so Phenomenal. much better yay good it's so much better especially after i clean it up run it through a few compressors and i still don't like having this mic right here in my face just want well to th- that's point that out there. that's that's a personal <laughs> problem it is um, i don't i just i already hit my face on it once you're probably thinking, Sarah, why was your face that close? I don't know, but it's, it's no, it should be that close. Every day, like. the second on the post PAS, we had higher DB levels. Interesting. Okay. Every, every day. day. Every day. Not as significant as the first day, but every day we had higher DB levels on the post exercises. Interesting. That makes sense. I mean, yeah, but even after that, silence. Some of that is, I think uh, you literally are just doing it a second time. Yeah. Actually, on silence, there was an, an example of uh, where one of their samples was higher dB than their second set. But on the... Uh, actually, that's true for the third day. No, wait. I'm looking at the wrong lines. Hold on. So day two. That's day three. Uh, day three, it was so even. Hmm. That's interesting. Day four... When they sang and when this individual sang and manipulated, no question that the post DBs were their highest DB levels all week. Interesting. Interesting. I'd be interested to see like after the study, like if we if there was a way to reach back out to all the people that did it like a month later to see how many people have started incorporating the laryngeal manipulation sort of just pure- zero. <laughs> you don't think some of them will do it? Nope. 
Because, I mean, I'm not saying unless, I do it all the time, Unless their voice teacher is instructing them to do it. Oh, I wonder what whose that'll be. Well, no, I'm just saying. I mean, like, I think my, my point in saying that is any singer has to be told by their voice teacher to do to something. Do it. Know, Except the really well-intentioned singers who want to be overachievers and who are going out like looking for YouTube instructional videos between lessons. Well, I'm not thinking they'll do it every day, but I just mean like occasionally. Like you know how every once in a while you're like, oh my, something feels tight today. Like I wonder if they'll just like occasionally use it. Cause that's that's probably honestly how I currently like. Yeah. Use the learning well, manipulation. I'm saying how I use it. I'm not sitting here every day grabbing my larynx and twisting it from side to side or anything like that. You really don't like that one where we go both I directions. I really don't. It just seems wrong. We have one of the one of the tasks that we have them do in the in the laryngeal manipulation exercise is to place their thumb on their upper part of their larynx in yeah. their thyrohyoid space and the other part near their cricoid and push in opposite directions don't like and then they reverse it don't like. and uh sarah does not like that one it she thinks it's unnatural it is <laughs> larynxes go up larynxes go down she, they don't she, need to she, turn she, around i think she compares it to platypuses because they are ducks and beavers and they are neither I don't think I've ever said that, but that is a good. It's just that what is I a good comparison. It to. Unnatural. The <laughs> platypus. Unnatural. The it's not unnatural. It's the, literally the, unnatural. The, the anthropomorphic. But the anthropomorphic the platypus is basically an un- unnatural phenomenon. Like the one mammal that lays an egg, a platypus. What's with that? It's literally naturally occurring. You know, it's so funny. it's what natural. We we talked a lot about animals Touché. the past few days, uh, like. Because in the video, I think I mentioned some fun facts about how snakes. Yeah, smell she with their makes tongues. some random comments about <laughs> snakes and what? They smell with their tongues. It's so fun random. Fact. And okay. it's like, I'm like, snakes, they smell with their tongues. It's because <laughs> he goes, like, there's a thing where you have to hold your tongue, and he's like, I have oh. a really short tongue. And that's weird. So I'm like, ah. Oh. Having a short tongue does not make you weird. No, but talking about it does. <laughs> yeah, I'll, oh. I'll concede well, that. <laughs> it was only a relevant part of the conversation because I was taking a rubber glove and pulling my tongue out of my mouth for a minute. That's true. That's true. As a stretch. And so I just felt like a natural response to that was to inform people <laughs> about how snakes <laughs> smell with their tongues. Oh my goodness. So what we've I all been it. what we've all been waiting for. Laryngeal airway resistance, day one, pre-43, 54, Post-37, 48, 49. Oh. So after just singing... That's... Okay. They had statistically significant lower laryngeal airway resistance. All two of them. All we're aware no, this is just this is just one subject. Oh. I haven't looked at the well, other. Well, then we're particularly aware this is just one person. Just yeah. throwing that out there. We're not saying this is like indicative of the rest of the study. We- Day two, uh, they started out way lower, so they they came in with way less laryngeal airway resistance. Maybe they were less stressed. Forty-seven, thirty-nine, thirty-six, and after sitting there, it had gone up. To the the mid to high 40s. Oh, we stressed them out. So apparently yeah. sitting there stressed them out somehow and tightened their larynx. They had Technology. Le- they had less airflow. Maybe it's sitting, looking down at oh. the phone. Oh. oh. Yeah. We should make them stare at the wall. 
I didn't even consider the effects of text neck. Text neck. It's a thing. Now we need a theme song for text neck. No. That, does anybody Michael, feel like that's a weird word? We need text our neck. theme songs. We need our we need our uh, jingles. It should be to the tune of Black Max because that's text neck. That even that's what like just came word. up. All right. In my head, that Bolcom song because I think I'm gonna yeah, sing no, it. Yeah, no, I know, I know. Text neck. Text neck. It's like saying text neck. And it should be in B flat minor. Uh, I can't stop now. <laughs> let's Here. see. Day three. Uh, day three. Everything had gotten much more consistent by this point. We started sort of right in the middle of everything. 42, 45, 44. Uh, and unfortunately, after manipulating, went up. 46, 48, 47. So we had worse airway resistance after doing it now that was of course the person's first time doing it right that's what i said like i feel i wonder how much of this is just you've literally never done this thing before that's completely foreign to you like that would stress me out yeah that would make me like tense up it's not outlandish to think that i mean just being that close to your when you're not used to it is gonna make you actually I mean, kind of tense, you know, when you're unaccustomed to it. Right. Remember when we did the, I don't even want to call it a study or a pilot study, but just kind of briefly the, the day we did the thing with the belting and we had Mm -hmm. the people come in and Mm -hmm. belt and Mm -hmm. we took some measures and stuff. And the one person that had never belted before at all, I mean, had such an extreme reaction to it. Yeah. And I yeah. just wonder how much of that is like, you've literally never done anything like this before. You're totally out of your comfort yeah, zone. Yeah, it made them very uncomfortable. Yeah. And so, I don't know. Uh, day four, again, they came in sort of under the curve, 40, 44, 38. So they came in with very little resistance and fairly high, high DB levels. And they left... Virtually in the same place, 44, 44, 37, huh. uh, with higher DB levels. So their laryngeal airway resistance okay. didn't really increase, but their DB did. Hmm. Now, Which I guess is that, that That's a reasonable thing. I mean, if that's a trend, that would be wonderful. Yeah. I mean, because to see the same airway resistance with increased decibel level on the same pitch, that's cool. Um, You know, one of the things... that will be interesting possibly to take away from this data as well that we could do as a follow-up would be to take a look at their acoustics in the two sustained vowels. Uh, I don't know what we exactly we would look at. I guess we could sort of look at long-term average spectra. Are you um, talking about what from the Cape V? From the Cape V, yeah. Because I recorded them in Voce Vista. But if we did that, would we have needed to kind of say like do it on a pitch because i'm not even sure one day i feel like one of them didn't even do it like on a pitch yeah well they were on some kind of frequency yeah i guess because they true. all showed but they up weren't as necessarily singing right they were right. Just e- right but there are plenty of of acoustic speech studies that have looked at long-term average spectra just by them people speaking yeah like no that. i mean we don't tell them to do anything so. right yeah right it's i mean for example see. even in just their speech we could look at whether or not the 
there was presence of singers formant cluster happening. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, five seconds is really not enough to get real LTAS measures, but well, we can it look could at be it to see if to it's at. worth trying to get together something yeah. to really look at it. Right, right. So it's been a good week. I have so not looked at the other indiv- the other subjects data at all. Because, well, I didn't have time. Um, what happens? And that one was just quick shot. I might have made numerical errors. I, I was in a hurry. And, and a student had taken my calculator. So uh, you know who they, you are. They your calculator? <laughs> you know who you are. They needed it for a math test, apparently. Oh. And they took my calculator. And, and so I was trying to use the calculator on my phone, which I very you. much dis. I, I, am I the only one? I dislike the calculator. I do not on like iPhones. the calculator. I on the can't. Phone. I mess it. it up all the time. Yeah, I don't. I don't care for the calculator on the phone. But uh, uh, I have a lovely little like 1992 Radio Shack solar powered calculator that still works, and it's, it's not impressive. like a graphing calculator or anything like that. But it's just a good old like calculator, it. and I'm a big fan. So I'm hoping I get it back. It's uh, like an I, antique now, Radio Shack. In in fact, right. Well, we still have a Radio Shack here in Clinton. Do we really? No. Did it it went out of business because I bought my adapter for Europe for $1 when they were having a 90% off sale. It closed? I'm pretty sure. I That's why they didn't show up shack? on the website anymore. I was actually <laughs> just... That makes sense. Oh, I didn't realize it had closed. Well, they you can basically... closed, I thought. No, they still exist. Okay, you would know. I had just looked at their website, and oh. that explains that explains why the Clinton store didn't show up on their yes. website. Yes, it oh, does. Oh, well, okay. Things I didn't Radio understand. Uh, Should have been like $25. Uh, I got it for one. Yeah, like the closest one now is deep percent off. Oh, wait. Somewhere south of here. It's Crystal Springs. That sounds right. Gross. The closest Radio Shack. <gasps> one time uh, a few I think they years have a cracker ago, barrel. Uh, a few sure friends and I, do. it was over fall break, we went, we went down to um, Red Bluffs for the day. Is that <laughs> the place that with the cliffs and everybody goes there to like hike and take their artsy pictures with the canyon? Yes. Yeah. The Grand Never Canyon of the South. Of Mississippi specifically. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Um, and Crystal Springs was on her way and <laughs> we kept passing these road signs for the Tomato Museum in Crystal Let's Springs. Go to a and so we were like, museum. I think that we need to stop and do that. And it was so weird and I loved it. <laughs> that sounds amazing. It was amazing. Yeah, I highly I, recommend. I think I've seen Highly those signs. recommend the Crystal Springs Tomato Museum. It's formerly the tomato capital of the world or something. But really? not anymore. Somebody, somebody, somebody took them. Someone officially claimed Dang. that. <laughs> their their <laughs> claim their was unofficial. Yeah. And uh, man, there's nothing like a good homegrown fresh tomato though. Mm. Oh man. My sister had a friend who went to Red Bluff to kind of hike on the cliffs. <laughs> she fell in. <laughs> she like rolled down. <laughs> well, we went. It's um, not super funny. She went to the hospital, but <laughs> it's a little funny. <laughs> She's okay now. All right, moving on. <laughs> we went down into it, but we didn't go. There was a much easier way. <laughs> Y'all chose the hard one. We were. I don't. You never knew Ryan. Uh, Ryan no, I didn't. Well, it was. I've heard him reference him and Melissa and me. And he was, and we took like the worst possible, like we were in the woods trying to get down there. Oh my. Going on and, Robert um, Frost. But it was really fun. Oh my. Is he the one that just got married? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Congrats, I know we're talking Ryan. About. You'll never listen to this. 
Probably I'm not. Send it to him. We're gonna be like, listen. Transitioning, transitioning now. He's trying to not to say so anyway. To the <laughs> other <laughs> transitioning. The, the other portion of our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> there was huge news this week in the in the ways this of the, the force. Part where I check out. No, well, just maybe for this moment. Uh-huh. But there was huge news in the ways of the force, at least for Sarah and I, particularly. Oh, dang. I never even looked at the thing. And all of you who love Star Wars, but particularly those of you who love Star Wars, who are also big Doctor Who fans. I'm excited. As it was announced officially that none other than the 11th Doctor himself, Matt Smith, will be in episode nine. So I will be attending the episode nine premiere. Is it ep- nine or ten? Episode nine. Okay, yeah. I will be attending dressed as the eleventh Doctor. Now. Fantastic. I feel like oh, here's a fun thing. This weekend, I am taking my ten-year-old niece to see a Harry Potter movie in theaters because Cinemark is doing that for just a few days. That's this weekend. Yes. I meant with ju- just the original, the first one, or no? They're with showing all of them. We're going to see the seventh part one. Oh, because she really likes great, those. Great those movie. are her favorites. Speaking of that, the Memphis IMAX is going to be showing all of the Avengers movies in IMAX. What? Just <laughs> saying, it's like I can't remember. I'd have to double check. I think it's like the month of October. They're showing every Avengers movie. In I have, IMAX. We have to finish data collection first. I'm just saying. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! That's very tempting. Um, I mean, speaking of Avengers, I I have a fun. I have a funny story for our podcast audience. So the date, the day that this episode drops. Uh, here in Clinton, we have this little, we have this cute little town here in Clinton, and oh, yeah. and we have these brick streets uh, where they do like it's, it's like the old downtown, and there's businesses and shops. It's cute, um, and it's right down the street from the university. I mean, it's convenient, fifty as well. yards We're from on the, these are brick streets. These yeah, are I mean, literally right, brick streets. right. <laughs> Anyway, uh, next Friday night, so the day this drops, they're doing a one of their monthly dinner and a movie events where they like bring in a couple of food vendors. There's also some restaurants right there. And then they put a screen up and they play a movie. I'm not really sure how this is legal. I guess it's legal because they're not charging admission. Yeah, I would think that's, that's yeah, no, probably... That and they've like come out on DVD. Right. Like they had to purchase... The... Yeah, yeah, right. They're they're getting rights to the DVD. Obviously, they're buying the DVD. No, I'm pretty sure it's it's because they're, they don't it's charge It's because admission. they don't charge admission. Yeah, so it's just anyway. And, they, and, they, and usually, oftentimes throughout the year, it's a kid's movie like they did Moana last yeah, year. But then they'll occasionally do like that. they did Pitch Perfect once. So, right. I mean, so so there are some Fred, more whatever. But next Friday they're doing Infinity War. Yeah. And so Sarah ah. had Sarah had posted <laughs> she was interested about that and I, I was am. like and I was like huh and I was like, maybe we could do a live podcast event just like and make commentary on the movie yeah. while we're watching the movie on the brick streets. And so I asked Mrs. Vocal Fry about that. <laughs> and Mrs. Vocal Fry, her response was, wait, and you're going to talk through the movie? She said, no. <laughs> also, she said, you've beaten that movie to death. It's a dead horse. Let it go. But still gonna go see it. Cause, yeah. Well, we might still go see it. But I haven't seen it. I might see it. You haven't seen it? You're I haven't seen any of them. You Legal guys know this company. about me. You oh, saw Black you Panther. Watched. Okay, you you're right. The, we I watched there. that one Marvel movie. Okay, Correct. Well, 
I guess and before, oh my. His, before you just, Friday, you just defended half of all. our audience, Leah. You all should know this about me. Leah is not a big movie watcher, guys. No, I'm really not. I'm way bigger into TV. She's way more into TV. Yeah. I get it. A movie's like a commitment. So yeah, you have see, to be I there need for more two and a half hours. 22-minute Parks and Recs episode? No, I need more Sorry, time to invest like in characters and a storyline for me to care. You know uh-huh, what I mean? Yeah. Like by the end of movies, I'm just like, they just don't usually. Uh, I'm just like, eh, that's fine. That's fine. I need, I need investment. If right. I make myself sit down and watch a movie, I get into it and enjoy it. It's just making. It depends on the movie. Down. I mean, yeah. I, like I really liked Black Panther. I mean, yeah, but I'm still just not a huge no, movie okay. person. Well, in general. I get it. Come see Infinity War, and it'll be okay. Cause yeah, but I love going to those. It is fun. They usually have like Cock of the Walk, which is a local catfish place. Cock of the Walk has, honest, in my opinion, the best chicken tenders Mm. I have ever tasted. Who goes to Cock of the Walk and gets chicken tenders? I do. I don't eat catfish. We don't eat the catfish. Yeah. Except Charlie. Charlie eats the catfish. Love catfish. Yeah, we usually just get chicken tenders. Well, and you know, and like. A family of four can go and basically order like two dinners and and you're set. Then you're, so reincarnation it. ever turns out to be a thing. I hope I come back as one of the ducks that lives outside of, of Cock of the Walk because people just feed them the chicken. The only all the thing time. about that is, I bet it that's a very gassy existence. <laughs> <laughs> you would yeah, be would you would be bloated often, okay. and I don't know if that would be the state I would want to uh, sort of exist in all the time <laughs> um yeah what do we think about undergrad ped this week so i wanted to tell our podcast audience so i've changed around very much the order in which i'm doing ped and one of the big changes that i made is that we're doing right off the bat here starting yesterday instead of like a class about listening or maybe two we're essentially doing four classes in a row on listening an introduction to psychoacoustics and all these and a whole class of listening to elite singing right Yay. off the bat. Um, See, I hate that I missed starting with listening because like the class I attended was still like, let me just give you an overview of what you're mm-hmm. about to get into. Yeah, I was actually telling Sarah yesterday, I've kind of considered... I really enjoy just sitting in on that class, especially because it's so big. There's so much discussion. Well, you're welcome to come anytime. I'm, so you I guys may come want. more than just once a week, just because I like. You're it's welcome fun every class heckling day. Heckling you. That's also fine. And also welcome every class day. I don't know, just listening to their opinions and just because they're so new to it. They are. It was very interesting yesterday when I played the Cynthia Erivo and people were like, no, this isn't okay. This, this isn't musical theater. Me. I was telling Sarah all about this isn't, it. They, I mean, a bunch of them. It wasn't like one person. No, they Multiple. were like, it's I mean, too it was, poppy for musical theater. It's too theater. poppy for musical theater. It's not. And I'm thinking to myself, this, this is Cynthia Erivo who Jason asked Jason to Robert sing Brown this. Jason Robert Brown does not care as so long as it sounds good. Oh, it's the long- character. He didn't care. It, and it completely fits what the character's going through in that moment. Yeah. It was very... I played the Cynthia Revo singing I'm Still Hurting um, from that concert they Love. did. I do... I, I was sort of blown away by that. I was like, wow, you guys. Well, I think it's honestly, it's a good thing because like by your junior year, which is when you're taking this class, 
you're in your third year of music school. You, you know it all, right? Like, I feel like that's the point you start to feel like, oh, I know things. Like, you feel kind of, like, elite. You know you are a part of this music club. And so you can watch these videos and look down like, oh, well, that's not music theater. Yeah, and I'm sort of trying that's to downplay that. that aspect of it in general um, much Which more than I used to. Why this is um but i really want them starting to recognize and one of the reasons i'm going to do the whole day on elite singing is so that they can just hear great singing yeah because i also appreciate that i don't know i'm a very big proponent of because obviously a lot of people who are who study music the way we do classical music even musical theater but are really only into those kind of things tend to be kind of snobby about pop music everything else yeah. that's going on the in general the rest of the world that's what they're actually listening to right. you know well there are so many classical musicians who in 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 a really classical tradition were even snobby about things that weren't german yeah i mean if and we're being uh, honest there I was think, inherent yeah. bias and i'm a big proponent of like i like a lot of different kinds of music and just because they're right. not trained doesn't mean that it can't be good music and there's so much more than just um the sound of your voice even that makes good music like Absolutely. whether the vo- their voice quality is interesting i've noticed that a lot in my past just as i've grown as a musician that i'm not even as much drawn to the prettiest voices in my whatever other kind of music non <laughs> music that i study it's to someone that has a more interesting voice which isn't always necessarily the most pleasant beautiful you know but it's somebody that has something interesting and different about well and that's why i started the discussion by asking them who they listen to and it was interesting yeah that in their initial responses while some of them did name classical singers which was perfectly fine i mean i love classical singing yeah they also did name other people. Mm-hmm. And I th- I was glad to see that some of them were brave enough to say, well, I all, I like UC Burling, but I also like Chris Martin. Yeah. That's great. You know, and you know, and, and there were multiple people that people called out. Somebody called out Linda Ronstadt, which is, am- I mean, Linda Ronstadt was an amazing singer. Um, you know, somebody called out Ben Rector. I mean, because mm-hmm. he's just a great singer songwriter. So it was, that's why I started there. But then I also presented the thing to them of, of, of those three things I put on the board, which I think was, was, is the lens that I want them thinking about this through, that we have aesthetics, which is their inherent sort of bias that's built into all of us at some yeah. level. There's a professional standard for a style, which is totally outside of our personal aesthetics like the profession could say well like for example even in classical singing a voice that might sing Voltsek might not be a voice that many voice teachers like because it's got to have a grittiness to it that and a power that you might dislike and of course to you know for that same singer maybe to sing belcore even though it's the same voice type might be ridiculous yeah, if he was singing yeah. you know elixir um uh and again stylistic integrity even within the classical genre itself um and then it, so aesthetics professional standards and then what was the third th- gosh i totally forgot the third thing i listed <laughs> on the board um Leah, do you remember no, I'm on the spot now. No, what my we gosh. Talk- Sorry. Talked about professional standards, your personal aesthetic. And what was the third thing? It was so, it was, 
I wish I knew. You weren't there. I was not there. Well, anyway, I enjoyed, I thought yesterday was very important because I think it set up one that we need to be listening to more than just opera singers. Two, that they did have people that they liked in their own singing and were willing to say out loud that we're not classical singers. And then three, just starting to look at things that, because I think so much of what we listen to in singing is so style dependent. It's just so style dependent, because I'm sorry, if I sing and I sing Bach the way I sing most of my other classical music, it would not sound right. I have to do different strategies and different things, honestly, just to make Bach come out of my body. To work. <laughs> I mean, it's hard. I can't sing that stuff. You have stuff. like a vendetta. Again, not a vendetta, but just you and Bach. I have, no, I have inherent bias against Bach. Yeah. I have inherent, there's no question. I have inherent bias against Bach. I don't think I've ever even sung anything by Bach. And so like, I'm it not just sung- doesn't. So like it, so it just little, doesn't even quarrel. occur to me to hate him quite as much. I, as well, like, no, I actually, no, 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 no. Let me point this out. I actually don't hate his music. I actually think his music is some of the most brilliant music that's ever been written. I think the B minor mass may be one of the three greatest pieces of music in the history you don't of like m- music. It. Uh, that is correct, and I think that, and I don't like singing it because almost all of his music is basically just written for a violin. And that's true. Uh, I am not a violin. Exactly. No, you're not. And that's the problem. Funny. And Vivaldi even more so, of course. Uh, and and it's my same, in essence, argument against the vocal music of Beethoven. Now, there are oh, plenty yeah, of people sure. who it's... love Beethoven. Obviously, Beethoven gave us a ton of great music. I His love piano music. Beethoven. I have other reasons that I I'm not a huge it. Beethoven fan because I think it's just heavy metal for piano. I love it. <laughs> but, I think that's why I like it, actually. That's to be great. And that's honest, great. I love that's, how he That's awesome. I would rather listen to heavy metal for the singing voice and listen to some good Verdi. <laughs> I like that too. Even though the accompaniment is just going bum but a bum 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 but a bum bum bum. I think I basically like any heavy metal that's not like literal heavy metal. Like <laughs> you say heavy metal for like the voice and Verdi, love it. Heavy metal for the piano and Beethoven, love it. Well, actual heavy metal, it's a little loud. <laughs> that that sounds right. That sounds right. Uh, we're running out of time. Oh. Breakfast. I had a chocolate chip muffin. You didn't have Chick-fil-A. I don't eat Chick-fil-A every day. (laughs) (laughs) I don't eat it every day. I've only had it twice this week. Very good. That's okay, right? Very good. How about some takeaways for this week? Oh, my goodness. It's like we know they're coming. I forget. My takeaway is... um, that there are lots of different types of good music and lots of different ways that music can be good. Oh, absolutely. Well, I'm not saying you didn't know. I completely agree, though. Good. I don't have anything. I don't know. Sarah's ah. not not even using the fact that she's excited about the fact that we actually had data collection this I am, week. Well, I used that last week, and so oh. I didn't feel like I could use it again. You can use it two weeks in a row. Okay, I'm really glad we're finally doing this. If you are listening to this and you by chance didn't listen to last week's episode, while you could skip a lot of it, I really want to just encourage you to listen about the last 10 or 15 minutes of last week's episode um, because I think it's a worthy discussion to be had and and I'm sort of really proud of the statement that that I made at the end of last week's episode and I think it was poignant in our culture to voice teaching. And uh, if you haven't listened to it, check it out. That's it. 
All right. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Peace. Bye.